0: Hello, good morning. Oh, no, I've not taken that off. There we go. Good morning, guys. Those that are listening on audio, I completely forgot to take the overlay off the screen so you couldn't even see me. But uh, you can't anyway if you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, etc. But good morning to everybody on YouTube. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well after Arsenal continued their fine four and three wins from three. Chelsea, nah, Man United, nah. West Ham, who are they? We're getting wins wherever We go as Arsenal push towards a Champions League qualification spot. Still surprisingly so. Didn't really think I'd be here. You know, four games before the end of the season. Still talking about it being a very real possibility that Arsenal could be playing Champions League football next year for the first time since we qualified last in the 2015-16 season. Yes, it has genuinely been that long. It's thinking about it. I started doing TGT in 2016, so TGT, since I've been doing it, has had one season of Champions League football, Um, that's mad, that's kind of incredible, that's kind of mental when you consider it that way, that's how long it's been since we've really talked about Champions League football on tgt so uh good morning to everybody i hope that puts it into perspective for you let's jump into the chat and see who's here matt says morning goodies." matt's daily quiz which arsenal player is the most player of the month awards what, of all time or this season matt of all time it's a really good question like you'd probably say someone like thierry henry of course but i'm not sure who that would be this season this season, I'm tempted to say, I'm Ramsdale has the most, but I'm not sure. Canoe says, Morning uh, to you. Morning to you, mate. Uh, Guna Greg, good morning. Uh, Mark, Anthony, Simon, Tulip, Paul, Tony, Sean, good morning, guys. Kevin, Mark, Paul. Uh, who else have we got in here? Afsar, Adam. Uh, We've got Mark Sampson in here as well. uh, Also asking for clarification on uh, the the Player of the Month awards as well. Uh, Let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Viraj says, good morning to you. Hola, good morning. Tony, good morning to you, mate. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Loving the positivity in the poll. This morning's poll in the YouTube is whether or not you believe Arsenal will qualify for the Champions League this season. And happy to say that 93%... Well, over 100 people that have already voted have said yes. Love that positivity chat box. Cam, good morning. Yes, it's ours to lose now. Martin says, good morning. Good morning to you, mate. Christopher, good morning to you. Uh, and also to Shreyas and Aaron and John and Keith and AV. Uh, and so many more that I have not got time, I'm afraid, to jump through the entire chat box. Good morning to everybody, though. Gladstone joining us from Canada at 4 a.m. in the morning. What are you doing, You mad person. You mad person. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for joining me still uh, do drop a like on the video people if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel of course if you are indeed new we do these shows at 8 a.m six out of seven days a week match reactions breakdowns of transfers which will be coming for you very soon when the season ends and podcasts of which there was one last night I was joined by French and Owen and Albert to talk about yesterday's game in plenty of detail and before we kick on with the news i want to say a massive welcome to kevin robertson for joining up as a tgt member thank you so much for the uh, for the response and the support kevin and i'm sure you're going to get plenty of people welcoming you into the chat box as well massive massive welcome let's kick off with today's stories and as always by telling you to go and subscribe to the arsenal way Uh, We'll be live over there at 10am to break down more about yesterday's win over West Ham and what it might mean in the greater context of our season. 10am show, UK time. Uh, However, our first Arsenal story is that the Celebration Police have returned. Arsenal celebrating after their 2-1 victory at West Ham. Chris Sutton. Goodness me. Uh, What a sad little life you lead. (laughs) You've got all the manners of a reversing dump truck with no tyres on. If you get the reference is there anything more British than that reference and that quip? uh, probably isn't but if you're a come diamond re-watcher or just a social media watcher you should know where that comes from but Chris Sutton tweeting last night Arsenal celebrating like they've won the league and yet had previously tweeted several years ago saying I think players should be allowed to celebrate with their support it's an entertainment business fans pay money oh goodness me (laughs) the level of hypocrisy uh, from Chris Sutton moaning I wonder if this was Spurs. If he would have said the same thing, I wonder if it was anyone else that they would have said the same thing. But it's just what it is. People don't like Arsenal winning. People don't like Arsenal being the team that looked like they might get somewhere because we've got a young, exciting team. Yes, yeah, sure, maybe we celebrate in some circumstances. I don't care. You know, it's about winning. It's about taking what you can get. And uh, I'm really, really happy. Really, really happy that we're getting victories. And if it annoys other people, even better. Even better speaking about the celebration, police. we kick off our first transfer story with Ruben Neves, who, of course, famously moaned about Arsenal celebrating like we'd won the league uh, when we won at Molyneux earlier on in the season. And then when went to beat him again at the Emirates as well in a very, very, very important game, it turns out to be massive props to Pepe and Lacazette, of course, and Nketiah, who got the assist of Pepe's goal in that fixture but Ruben Neves is said uh, according to a number of outlets now that Wolves will be willing to allow him to leave in the summer for the right price however much that may be we don't know but what we do know is that Bruno Lage has mentioned a hundred million figure in his previous interviews, I don't think they get anything close to that. He's not worth anything close to that. I probably wouldn't pay more than 35 40 million for Ruben Neves, to be honest. And if we are going to get quoted a fee that's significantly more than that, we should probably be looking to spend nowhere near close to that and look elsewhere for possible midfield targets. But Wolves willing to sell for the right price, it seems. A player that won't cost anything in regarding price is Paolo Dybala. Paolo Dybala will leave uh, Juve at the end of the season with his contract expiring. Arsenal are said to be one of the leading candidates in offering him a possible contract. However, Arsenal will receive plenty of competition for Dybala's signature. Newcastle United now have supposedly made an offer to Juventus Uh, for Dybala over a possible move this summer I imagine that Dybala will be looking to try and secure Champions League football as much as feasibly possible Inter Milan Arsenal and Spurs are interested as are a number of other clubs in Spain Atletico Madrid are also said to be interested too but Newcastle's interest I imagine will be blown out of the water by a team with Champions League football in the summer who they end up going for We'll have to wait and see. But Newcastle are certainly going to be a force and a growing one in particular that will be looking to compete across the Premier League. And their ambitions are to be, of course, in European football as soon as feasibly possible. Now, Benjamin White uh, did miss yesterday's game against West Ham because of a tight hamstring. It was confirmed by Mikel Arteta that he suffered the injury against Manchester United. The fact that he completed this game against Man United is more of a positive, despite the fact that he missed this one. Hopefully, it is just a tight hamstring and then it's not going to be anything too problematic for the future but he will be assessed in the next couple of days according to the Spaniard and we'll obviously find out more about this in Mikel Arteta's press conference ahead of the game against Leeds this weekend you can imagine that press conference will take place probably Thursday uh, Friday at the latest so hopefully we'll have some updates by that point in time and regarding injuries one player that we don't seem to be to worried about is Takahiro Tomiyasu Arteta said that it was just a case of you know he came off he couldn't complete any more of the game and he should be fine so no need to worry about Takahiro Tomiyasu all your worry should be directed towards uh, Ben White that is for sure because he's the one as we know um, that is going to be really really mad important if we do lose him Um, fingers crossed we don't Ben White is very much needed and so so is Tom Yasu Uh, Bakaya Saka of course as well supposedly got into a little bit of a a frustrated scrap not scrap but back and forth with Arteta when he went down towards the end of the game trying to waste time asking for the physios to get called and then when he got up Arteta screaming at him to get back and uh a little back and forth supposedly before he was brought off for emil smith row i'm not surprised sometimes you have to do that i probably would have taken off martinelli in that moment but i think saka was brought off because he was just done uh by that point but i don't think that's anything to worry about it's just part of what a manager does sometimes you scream at your players to get back and defend especially when we need to grab the three points and have everybody back possible to defend so not an issue in that sense either and our final and headline story of the day is that William Saliva has yet done another interview where he talked about his future he says my wish is to finish the season well to leave on a good note in case I don't come back it would be my pleasure to come back no matter what it's not as if I know I'm not going to come back it's Marseille it's my club now this has been taken in two possible ways it's been taken in a positive way him saying you know that he wants to finish the season strongly in case he doesn't come back because he might Might be staying at arsenal and then the other way which is talking about marseille being his club and that you know he's very much made himself a home there he's been there a year you know he's been there for one season and when you're playing there for a full season you have got that commitment you've got that assurance from the players and the coaches around you it's going to feel like home you're not going to want to move on when he comes back to arsenal in the summer Arsenal need to integrate him. Arsenal need to get him into the squad. Arsenal need to make him part of this good feeling around the squad that is consistently talked about by the players, by the coaches, by even players that have moved on like Pablo Marie on loan. It is a very good environment for young players is Arsenal right now. Saliba needs to be welcomed into that group. And fingers crossed we can see that happen. He didn't have the best of games actually if you watched the marseille Lyon match yesterday um but i think that it's getting to a point in the season where we're seeing him across a whole year 20 years of age he's gonna make errors he's gonna make mistakes but getting him into the arsenal team for next season getting him coached in this group of defenders is going to cause a massive improvement fingers crossed in his game moving forwards and that completes today's news which means we're going to move into the chat box and of course your questions as well so if you have indeed got any questions that you would like to ask Get them into the chat box now because we're going to be going through them after this short break. Okay, first things first, let's welcome Jonathan Ogle. Thank you so much, mate, for becoming a member as well. Really appreciate the support. Welcome to the family. We uh, accepted a few more members into the Discord server over the weekend. If you want to join our Discord server, it's like this chat box just 24 7. It's great, it's a wonderful community. But certainly enjoyed themselves on Sunday, uh, that's for sure. So uh, link always in the description if you want to join up with Jonathan um, and the rest of the TGT gang. But let's jump into the chat and let's see what you guys are saying regarding our poll that we put up at the start of the show. It's very simple. You see the poll in the chat, you drop a vote on it and you drop a like on the video and then your work is done. But if you'd like to go further, you can even throw questions into the chat box as well. But 267 people have voted on our poll. Now, 93% of you saying yes, Arsenal will qualify for the Champions League this season. Love that positivity, guys. Really appreciate that. It's always been a positive channel, always been an optimistic place to be. And we're looking forward to hopefully securing top four as well let's scroll up and get some of the questions from a little bit earlier on and then we'll scroll back down again Benji says in their prime who are you taking Alexis Sanchez Eden Hazard or Diego Forlan wow that's an interesting three I mean I lean towards for obviously nostalgic purposes Alexis Sanchez but there's no doubt in my mind that Eden Hazard was just a phenomenal player um and I would be very tempted to say Eden Hazard uh, over Alexis Sanchez personally uh I just think Eden Hazard's been one of my favorite players and when he was playing at Lille I was so so willing and wishing him to join Arsenal uh I think when I first created my Twitter account one of the first accounts I followed was a Hazard to Arsenal campaign account <laughs> so that kind of tells you how much I really wanted him uh, at the club and I was gutted that we didn't get him but uh yeah, I still probably stick with Ed and Hazard of the three. Um Bernard says, Would you play would you buy Jesus and Dybala? I think they're both very, very good signings if we were to make them. Imagine just adding those two players to the club. You've got two players that play regularly for two top teams, score plenty of goals, create plenty of goals as well, versatile, can play in multiple positions. I think they'd be two absolutely brilliant additions to the Arsenal squad in the summer. Um, going down a little bit more, Declan Rice must be ashamed, says Sartvik. Pick on someone your own size. I saw a lot of people pointing out that he said something like, Who are who even are you? sort of thing to Enketer, despite the fact that they used to be in the Chelsea Academy together. Um, he knows very well who Eddie Enketia is, and he's just it's just a bit cowardly, really, is Declan Rice in that moment. Uh, Jonathan, and, and welcome to the crew. Asked his first question as a TGT member. What was wrong with Declan Rice yesterday? Picking on Eddie. All I could interpret was the Cockney word, uh, shut up. Uh, love the fight in this team. Um, as I've said, it's it's just, it's a nothing. Like, it's a nothing. At the end of the day, West Ham and Declan Rice are falling away from what their ambitions were. They're not well-placed to progress in the Europa League at this moment in time. I don't really care if they do or not. I've got a few friends of West Ham fans who I'd be very happy for if they did, but Declan Rice did not cover himself in glory. That's for sure. Uh, Gingy Beats joining us from Israel says, did we finally find some stability in our captaincy department after having some really bad time with the leadership. I think we've got multiple leaders, uh, leaders in the team, ginger I really do. I think that we've got players like Xhaka, of course, who remains very much a figurehead and putting himself forward for the captaincy in an interesting interview yesterday. Whether or not we would do that is going to be a debate. I think worth having it this week, but that's certainly a very, very interesting one. Um, who else have we got? We've got Martin Erdegaard, we've got Kieran Tierney. I think Ramsdale is a, as a leader as well from the back. I think Ben White has proven to be a leader. Tommy Asu in his performances has been a leader. I think you've got characters like Saka and like Gabriel Martinelli that also do really good jobs. Lacazette, outside of playing in the first team because he's not doing that much, is definitely being more of a leader too off the field with the group. You can see how happy he is. I think Elneny's been a leader this season when he's been called upon. You know, his leadership roles in the midfield has been excellent. His experience, his camaraderie has been so valued by this team. So I'm sure I'm missing players, but Rob Holding is even coming and worn the armband at times this season too i think that we've got a group where there's lots of personalities that are willing to step forward whereas before we had a group that where people were shying away and uh you know shelving responsibility so i'm very happy with the way that the squad is right now amir says tom if we get top four would Mikel have a chance of winning manager of the season i think you'd have a very very good chance you know he's won uh not one but two manager of the month awards so far um, we've started off May in a really really solid way if we win the rest of our games including in the North London Derby you'd imagine that he'd probably be up for manager of the, C- uh, manager of the month award again for May uh, we've got a huge month of football if we can win the North London Derby if we can qualify for the top four he will be certainly up there um, but I think also You've got to look at other teams that have had really quite mad seasons. I think Eddie Howe is in with a shout of getting manager of the season. I know he came in late, but what he's managed to do and turn that Newcastle side around that were without without a win. They didn't have a win all season before he took over. So I think that's quite incredible. Um, Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, we know both of them are going to be up there. And if Jurgen Klopp manages to win... Uh, more than just a couple of trophies. He's certainly going to be up there as well. But Arteta would be in the frame for manager of the season if he was to get top four with this exceptionally young Arsenal team. Uh, Udbav, uh, Udbav says, should Saliba start? No, he doesn't start over White. He doesn't start over Gabriel right now. He comes back and he fights for his place, but he doesn't start over any of our starters so far. Chris says, with Xhaka playing so well and being so hard to replace, would it maybe be an idea to invest in a younger player? Chris, I think he's hard to replace, but I think that's going to be the challenge that Arsenal must succeed in this summer. We need to be pushing for players like Milinkovic, Savic. We need to be pushing for players like Um uh, We need to look at these players and think, well, they're better than what we have. They're the players that we need to go out and try to sign. Anthony says, what did you make of Bowen's dive? If there was contact made by Ramsdale, it was definitely getting a red. It really wasn't a dive. I mean, it wasn't going to be a... It shouldn't have been a red if it was going to be a challenge because the ball was going out of play. Um, it wasn't a clear goal-scoring opportunity, which is the the way in which it's described and whether it's not or not, it's given as a red or yellow card. But he did dive. Um, he completely went down and the ball was going off the field anyway. So it wouldn't have been a red card. What I would say is that Ramsdale needs to be a little bit more sensible in the games that are remaining. It was a bit of a... I think he thought he was going to get to the ball and he didn't neither of them did in the end so we'll have to wait and see what happens paul uh new european football is guaranteed it's obvious our squad is too small and there will be opportunities for squad rotation how many players do we need to bring in i mean edu spoke about in the interview that we need 22 players um and i think when you look at the arsenal squad we can estimate how many players that means we're going to need to sign and bring through in the summer. If we think about it, we've got Aaron Ramsdale. Leno's going to go, but we know that Leno's going to be placed by Matt Turner in the summer, so that's two. Kieran Tierney, three. Ben White, four. Gabriel, five. Uh, Holding, I think, will stay now, six. Cedric doesn't seem like he's going anywhere, seven. Tomiyasu, eight. Tavares, nine. Partey, ten. Saka, 11. Odegaard, 12. Smith Rowe 13. Lukonga 14. El Who knows? Maybe 15. So we're on 14 and a half. (laughs) Let's say 14 and now Nenni's going to move on. Xhaka, 15. Uh, Lacazette, no. Pepe, not sure. Nketiah, not sure. Martinelli, 16. That's 16. And I've said I'd take five, maybe six signings in the summer. We've got players to come back. William Saliba could be that 16th or 17th player. In the summer, you've also got a player like Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Balogun. We don't know what's going to happen with them. Balogun, you think, could become 17. And all of a sudden, that's five spaces. But we know that I think the Marie's going to go. Genduz is gone. Torreira's gone. Mavropanos is going to be gone. Reese Nelson and Maitland-Niles, I think, will also be gone. So I think that, you know, Bellerin's gone too. Runnison, I think, will go as well. Um, I think that you could think about five players. Um, It's probably around the right number that we need to be looking to bring in this summer but also you've got young players coming through that can take some of those spots but five signings for me is what i would be looking to bring in in the summer uh matt g says tom what are our top four chances now according to the prediction algorithm 538 is the website that used their prediction algorithms uh, and according to 125 yesterday afternoon so that actually was before the game. Um, so I don't know if these are the latest uh, kind of stats. They might be, to be fair, depending on when this website is. Um, it might be based in the US, in which case, obviously, it would be after the Arsenal game. Um, but it says here that Arsenal have a seventy percent chance of getting the top four, Spurs thirty percent. But we know that these can change. We know these change very, very quickly. So don't allow that to put you into a full sense of security. We've got plenty of work still to do. Amin says, if we qualify for the Champions League, how many players do you think we need? I think we are too short in the squad and injury record shows we need two players at the same level in each position. As I said before, I think five signings as a minimum, but maybe even more than that, depending on who leaves in the summer. Benji says, Tom, would you consider keeping Reese Nelson and letting him fight for his place or selling for a, him for a slight profit? I would sell him and I'd bring in better because I don't think Reese Nelson is of a Champions League level. So I would be looking to sell and bring someone else in. Um, Axel says, sorry, I'm late. I feel ambivalent about the game yesterday. Anyone else? Grateful for the three points, but the the performance makes me unsure. Look, I don't think any of the three performances we've just had give us any kind of confidence that we will smash this top four race and that we'll beat Leeds comfortably and that we'll win the North London derby. You know, I I get the sense of apprehension. I think apprehension is probably the way I'm feeling right now. I think I need assurance, and I'm hoping that the Leeds game presents us with that chance for assurance. Um, Speaking of when that is, I'm just checking if we play before Spurs or after. Um, Liverpool play Spurs at and on Saturday, whereas we play on Sunday. So again, we could be in a situation where we are put under pressure by Spurs if they manage to get anything against Liverpool. And we play early on Sunday, but it does mean that we've got a whole week's rest. Um, but it also does mean that Spurs have an extra day of rest um, ahead of the North London derby, which isn't ideal. But it is the situation that we're in. And actually, what I have found is Arsenal tend to play better when we have those small gaps. If you remember, we played Liverpool on a, on a third on a Wednesday, and then we played uh, Villa on early morning on a on a Saturday. We beat Chelsea on a Wednesday, and the same situation with Man United on the Saturday. Um, we won both of those games. So I don't mind necessarily. I think sometimes there's a bit of impatience about this team that they want to get on the field and having gaps between the games has actually proven maybe slightly detrimental to this team. But when there's a big gap between fixtures, we our performances aren't necessarily as great as they always should or maybe could be. So that's an interesting thing to consider. People talk about it, oh, we have to get top four because you know we've had no European football. We've had big breaks between games. But actually... Arsenal need a little bit of rhythm. And when there's more than six or seven or eight days between games, it actually doesn't work out so well for Arsenal. Certainly one to maybe consider and think about. Ron, thank you so much for the donation, mate. That's really, really nice of you. What's your dream transfer window? Great show, as always. Dream transfer window. Strikers, Gabriel Jesus and Patrick Schick. Um Sergei Milenkovich Savic as a central midfielder. Uh, Nahuel Molina or Timothy Castagna, either of those two in kind of a full-back position. I think that would be great for us um, as an option. And then one more, uh, Cody Gakpo as a wide forwards. Um So three forwards, a midfielder and a full-back. That's my dream transfer. And if you want to throw in another midfielder as well and you want to bring me, say, Camera from Red Bull Salzburg or Dominic Zobosla, just to take the mick from RB <laughs> Leipzig, Go and do any of those, and I'm a very, very happy man. Um, Garrett, thank you so much for becoming a member. I'm sure that the uh, chat box is already welcoming you into the family as well, but thank you so much for the support, mate, and uh, I hope you have a fantastic day. And uh, if you are indeed an expert member or a TGT ambassador, you can join our Discord server. I'll make sure there's a new link put into the community tab, although I think there is already a pretty new link in the community tab. So if you go into the community tab after the show, you'll be able to see that, and it should take you into the Discord server. For our members, Um, let's go to Brian, who says my transfers if we get top four are Fabian Ruiz, Tuchemeni, Bellingham. Wow, (laughs) that's going to be very, very expensive. Ozymen and Spence. Uh, I I don't know who. Oh, Bremer. Oh, yes. The uh, Brazilian centre-back who I didn't know too much about prior. I mean, my focus has been on Arsenal. This season. Uh, Jesus and Nkunku. I mean, that's a hell of a window, Brian. Um, that's expecting, you know, 200 million plus. Maybe even 300 million plus. Because I don't think Billingham's going for anything less than an 80 odd million quid. I don't think Nkunku's going for anything less than, say, 50, 60 million quid. Jesus is going to cost you 30 odd million. Tuchemeni's going to cost you 45 to 50 million. Fabio Marie's is going to cost you about 20 million. Ozimen's going to cost you 60 something million quid plus. So that's a hell of a window, Brian, uh, and very FIFA, <laughs> if you like. So there you go. Oh, it's a sad Spuds fan in the chat. There we go. Um, let's go to not only a sad Spuds fan, but someone feels it's appropriate to use the Y word as well, unfortunately. Um, Rich says, Tom, how do you feel about all the Inketia praise from the pundits last night? I feel still we need to move on. His finishing isn't good enough for what we need next season as much as I like the kid look I think that Eddie Nketiah had a good performance in terms of what he brought to the team outside of his finishing his finishing didn't leave much to be desired although there were some decent shots in there I think ultimately that you look at what Nketiah has brought since Lacazette's been out of the side but um, I think Enketia is going to be an important asset until the end of the season but we need to move on, and we need to improve on what he's capable of bringing to the team. Uh, let's go to Amir. He says, Tom, in your opinion, uh, what are the good and bad signs of Richarlison? Inconsistency, um, hot-headedness, immaturity. They're the negatives. The positives are, you know, he's he's a very good player still. He's got quality about him. He's just not able to put it down um, uh, on the pitch consistently enough. And I wouldn't be going near. I think his price would be silly as well. Uh, Priyank says, how is the Champions League seed for Premier League teams? Will we face easier teams if we finish third rather than fourth? I'm not sure. It's a good question. I'm not sure if we'd be in pot two or pot three. We'd be in one of the two. Um, But obviously the way in which the Champions League is changing in a couple of years time, who knows? But I think that there is the opportunity to see Arsenal... Uh, get into pot two based upon their coefficient, but we may be in pot three. I have no idea what pot we would end up being in, but it could be that we're in pot three for the Champions League. I hope not um but I'd have to do a little bit of research because I'm not sure off the top of my head um let's scroll up uh, I actually want to ask you something uh before we wrap up uh We might be able to do a poll on this um but it's frustrating me, and I tweeted about this this morning um because I've seen, and you probably all of you have seen, uh, the uh, the song that came out um, by Louis Dunford uh, over the last week, and the uh, the angel is what it's called uh, with the lyrics "North London forever." I had a couple of comments on videos. I've had some comments on social media that have criticised this. I've seen people call the song cringe. I've seen people complain that it that they won't sing it, that they refuse, they outright refuse to sing the song, that it's a bit odd. I mean, I, I'm really frustrated by this because, you know, it was a song made by a local uh, lads to North London that you know made his video on a budget. You know, he's he's an up and coming artist. Uh, I think that the video uses a lot of his. Um, home family videos it looks like as well from his inner circle of where he's lived and the amount of people that i've seen still complain can we never be happy can we genuinely just not enjoy something are we not allowed to do that do we have to do we have to find do people have to find something to complain about something to be upset about something to be miserable about it's a real shame that I think that this is that this song's being criticised by some people. It's a great anthem. It's a great bit of work. You know, it's very nostalgic. It's... I think it's a great. I think it's unifying. I think it, there's something really strong about Arsenal fans all over the world enjoying this song. Um, there are fans that are abroad that don't get to go to games, that have never been to, maybe never even seen North London... Um, and you know this is North London from the perspective of one person, and one person can't speak for everyone that's lived in North London. One person can't speak for everyone's experiences, and so the person is singing from the perspective of 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 Louis or Lewis. Sorry if that's the wrong pronunciation. um I Always get Louis and Lewis is the wrong way around. There's a great Michael McIntyre sketch about that, um, and I. I just can't get my head around it. I can't get my head around the need to to not just look at something for the beauty of it and for what it could bring. And, you know, I not that I'm jealous of the You'll Never Walk Alone song, but I love that unifying thing. I, you know, I, I'm not a Liverpool fan, <laughs> far, far, as you know, far, far from it. But when I watch Liverpool games, and I don't think Anfield by any means is a, is a cauldron of noise throughout the 90 minutes... But, you know, there is that magic about that song. Um, and Arsenal, I feel, we've had some great songs. Um, we've had some great moments. We've had some great atmospheres. And I think the Emirates this season has certainly turned things around. I think if you consider the way in which Mikel Arteta's worked towards the connection between the players and the fan base, the work that's gone on between the players and the fans this season, it's it's a different place. It's a different place is the Emirates. But I have always been a bit jealous that we've never, you know, it's there's there's just something um there's just something about wanting that unifying collective noise and it's really frustrated me that that this has been criticized um because i think people are forgetting um the context of what this is this wasn't this wasn't a song made by you know a a collection of people coming together that don't live there or don't have their own experiences. This song has come from one person who's lived in North London and it's his experiences. I've seen criticisms of people saying that North London's not like how he's described anymore. And my response to that is that, have you listened to the lyrics to the song? Because in the song, the lyrics specifically talk about how North London has changed. That it's become, you know, a place built in Chrome, and it's very, very different. And whilst the peop- whilst the place may have changed, that the people still remain, and and that's it. It's the people that encompass the area that that brings the nostalgia and brings the familiarity to it. So that that really, yeah, that that really really up uh, uh, genuinely upset me seeing the people criticise Lewis for. For that song um, and yeah I, I need to listen to some more of his stuff and uh, I know a lot of people have reached out to him as well but it's a real shame I think it's a real real shame that people can't contextualize and can't think okay this is one one person's perspective you may relate to it more than others you may have lived in other parts of North London you may have lived elsewhere you may have lived through different experiences this is one person's perspective and, you know, the Arsenal fan base has latched onto it. Uh, so, yeah, and, and fair play. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I really wouldn't say, I wouldn't really be going out to campaign and say, I refuse to sing it. I refuse to to get involved in it because I think it's unifying. And I think we've seen a unifying a near unifying response to it as well. So there you go. I just wanted to finish the show talking about that. I'd love to know your thoughts. If If for some reason you disagree with what I'm saying and you're entitled to your opinion, just please tell me your reasons and before you do go back and listen to it go back and read find the lyrics online and read through the lyrics if you want um before you know you have a a snap judgment or a snap reaction i think there's an element of jealousy as well not from everyone that's criticized it but i think there's an element of jealousy as well um from some people that have not come up with the song um that has been widely accepted by a lot of the Arsenal fan base. I think there's an element of that about it. The same with like AFTV, and I don't want to like bring the two together because I know there's AFTV is very divisive. But, you know, um I think Robbie got a lot of criticism at the start and a lot of it was kind of jealousy about why didn't you know why didn't they start or think of it first. I think maybe there's an element of that about this that people are maybe jealous that someone else is getting some success. Someone else is getting some um Attention, and someone else is getting a lot of praise, um, you know, for for coming up with something that has captured a lot of the Arsenal fans. And I think maybe even the size of the response has frustrated people, because if you know, it was only a few people maybe liking it, it wouldn't bother them as much. But because it's such an overwhelmingly viral response we've seen in the last week, and we've seen some big Arsenal um, reporters, personalities, even players. I mean, I've seen Gilberto Silva. Um, Tweet about it, I've seen Katie McCabe tweet about it. Um, So I think Moy as well has has mentioned it too. So there's been lots of response uh, to this and I think maybe there's an element of jealousy perhaps about it. So, but I I like it. I would just say, if you don't like it, do you really need to go out online and say, oh, it's cringy, and that you refuse to sing it? I just think it's a bit sad really. Um, but it's just my opinion. Um and if you disagree with it, let me know in the comment section as to why I will happily have a chat about it. Feel free to DM me on Twitter at the Guna Talk TV or on Instagram as well, the Talk. Um and yeah, which I just wanted to bring that up because we talked about the song the other day and it got a bit of a response and I I'm struggling to understand what people's reservations are about it. So there you go. Um, thank you so much for tuning in as always do drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here as I said I'm very very open as a person to being disagreed with so do come and tell me your reasons if you do uh, feel differently to the way I feel about it so uh, and tell me why Uh, have a great day people I'll see you at 10am over on the Arsenal way uh, and I I believe there'll be a Arsenal lounge tonight. although I don't know if um, all of us will be there. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, I'm sure I'll retweet onto the timeline. And you'll be able to find us at ATM at 8 p.m. rather tonight if we indeed are. See you soon, guys. Have a great day, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute.